You're listening to the Champion Green Podcast, helping local business to do better business. I'm your host, Sonia Lennon, and in each episode, I talk to leading Irish service providers and business operators for their advice on how SMEs can maximise their commercial potential and leverage the supports available to them. This week, we welcome Shan Horan, the founder of the Club Network. Shan Horan, Champion Green Mentor, business owner and networker extraordinaire. You are so welcome to the podcast. I'm delighted to see you again. We have worked together before. When did we do Strictly Business? It was 2018 and you were my mentor, which was amazing. Imagine that's so brilliant. And we had such fun with it. And I think, you know, at the time we were helping to kind of craft a path for Be Bell, which yeah. was at the time going to be leisure, athleisure wear. Um, we'll get into that in a minute. But you have had a panoply of businesses in your time. And what I love about your story is that it is a story of peaks and troughs, successes and failures. And let's face it, that is the reality of business. For So for those who don't know your history, tell us, tell us a potted version. Yeah, like I'll try the quick version. <laughs> um, it's really hard. I suppose, look, I started in business from a kid. My, my dad was an entrepreneur and had that flair. So I always loved buying and selling, et cetera. So when I went into the business world, I've managed people since I was 14, 15, whether that be on a Saturday, um, or, you know, full-time. So I went into business, absolutely loved it. I've always managed people. I've always operated businesses. And I'm a true believer that if you're a good operator, you can operate anything. Um, but in 2000, I moved to Ireland and I was operations in David Lloyd Riverview in, in Donnybrook in, in Ireland and uh, in Dublin, I should say. And in 2008, part of my remit was to actually lease out um, part of the business. And they asked me to franchise out the spa and I loved the spa and I loved getting my facial on a Friday. Who doesn't, Shan? I <laughs> and I was like, I don't think I can let it go. And my boss said, then buy it. And I was like, I can't, I can't do that. And I was like, do you know what? I can actually. And so I bought the business and it was my first real step into owning my own thing. I'd done a few little side hustles, but not a lot changed for me, to be honest, because I'd always run every business business I worked for like it was mine. So did really well. Obviously, it wasn't the best of times. I remember 2009 thinking, mm, maybe this wasn't so <laughs> great. Everybody stopped having facials because they got no money. Um, but I'd already opened a second place in Bray, um, which was actually foreclosed on. No, nothing to do with me. The gym that it was in was foreclosed and I had no idea. And um, one Saturday morning I turned up and everything was shut down. So that was my first time of experiencing what I thought was a failure to me. For the benefit of the listeners, that was me dropping my jaw. <laughs> <laughs> I know nobody could hear that. It's just, uh, listen, it's, yeah. it, you know, it's not for the faint hearted running a business, um, founding a business, setting it up. It is hard graft. It, it's super hard. And I think what I realised at that time, I mean, I'd lost nearly 100,000, I'd say, overnight. Didn't know how I was going to get my machines out there. But I actually, for the first time ever, I asked for help. And I suddenly realised how many people I had befriended over the years and, and done things for in, in business. And they came out and they came out to support me. 
came up with an idea and had they not, I probably wouldn't be the success I am today. So my success is down to other people and my network. And I created that network before I even knew that I needed it. Um, because at that time, I remember actually, I'd never claimed the dole or anything, never happened. I'd probably been out of work for t- two weeks of my life. And I went to the dole office and said, look, I've got these beauticians, I've seven staff, and I don't know what to do. How do we get out this hole? And they said, there's nothing we can do to help you. And I said, but if you don't help me, then all eight of us could be in here tomorrow. And they said, well, that's unfortunately what will happen. So I went back to work and I said, this isn't going to be the way. And I stacked shelves in Dan's early, early in the morning. I got behind the reception. Then at 9am, I left there. I was in the NCT call centre, which was always highly amusing because I couldn't understand half the accents. Um, And I had three jobs and my staff got paid. And a friend of mine rang me and she said, Shana, I tell you what, I think I found a way to dig you out of this hole. We're going to put the fish pedicures into your beauty salon in the David Lloyd Riverview Club in Dublin. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to die. I hate fish. And she said, they're making absolute loads of money in the UK. We're going to bring them over. And they brought them over. And I still laugh about it to the day. I woke up the first day. They went on Groupon. Woke up the first day they were on Groupon and I had like 45 missed calls and I was like, oh my God, it's David Lloyd ringing me. So that anyway, I rang them and they said, get in here now, you, we're going to kick you out. And I was like, what is going on? It was so busy, they couldn't get through on my phone. So they were ringing the main reception downstairs and we sold eight and a half thousand tickets and it was half past seven in the morning. But the guy that gave me the fish took all the money from Groupon And it was a tenner to get your feet in this bath. But nowhere else in Ireland had it at the time. And people were travelling from Mullingar, from Cork, everywhere. And what I did was when they rang to book, I offered them an upgrade of a foot massage for a tenner or file and paint for 15. We we probably massaged about 6,000 feet, painted another 3,000, increased our bottom right-hand corner by 92,000, and I sold my business the following year very successfully. But it would never have happened without friends. Uh, you know, and that phrase, all business is people. 100%. It's never been truer. And technology aside, it is the relationships that we build along our lives that that really make a difference. But I have to go back now. I, mm. I could squirrel down rabbit holes or mix my metaphors until the day <laughs> the cows come home. But you've had so, you've had other businesses as well. Oh yeah, I give I put my hand to anything. You know, I've I was selling eyelashes before eyelashes came out. I had a, a lovely eyelash.ie, an e-commerce site. We actually took it to Expose in Cork and we applied twelve hundred eyelashes in two days. It was hysterical. Um I had a magazine, Irish Woman magazine. Um when I was in the NTCT call centre, I was making cards with a gift card service at one point. Um so yeah, I, I turned my hand to most things and I think The variety of what I've done has really helped me now to help other people because I know the pitfalls, I've made the mistakes um, and I love the variety and that's why I love working as a mentor actually because I get to go in, make sure the business is okay and then I go to try something else. And, you know, it is so true. When you have the scars from those business challenges, that's deep learning. You, you never forget it. You never 
don't know what it feels like to fail and the mistakes that got you there. And that's that's where the benefit of them is, I think, you know, yeah. that, that you, you won't make that mistake again, that's for sure. So when you look back on all of those challenges, would Champion Green have been, you know, a useful resource for you when you look at what they do now? A hundred percent. I think we've done so much work over the last few years. And I remember when Champion Green first was highlighted to me with Green Friday initially. And I was like, I need to know more about this and how it can help people. Without a doubt, I would have called upon them because their expertise is there. Um, and it's just, yeah, it's a huge shame it wasn't there when I needed it. But it's here now and that's the important it thing. It is. And I think I think you've really touched on something there. It's uh, as business owners, we really need to preserve the humility to ask for help and know where to find it. Um, and, and I think that's the power of this movement, which is nonprofit and creates answers and solutions for small business. That's the purpose and, and really allows local businesses to thrive using all these ancillary supports. So yeah, I can, I can totally see that. So when I met you in 2018, um, as I said, you were, you were on track with this, this athleisure business and that took its own path, its own unexpected path. Yeah, it was crazy actually. So I was in my head, I've been a Pilates teacher for a long time and I still love teaching, always will. Um, but in my head, I suppose I felt like there was something lacking. Um, I'm a size 20. I wanted something that worked and fitted on me. And at the time, actually 2018, it's quite difficult for things to fit well. Um, and I'd worked as a fitting model back in the day. And so I know that I need three dimensional patterns on my body not two pieces of material stitched together because I'm, I am, you know, I'm round and um, not, not everywhere, but most places <laughs> I am round. So I really thought that there, that is what I wanted to do. And actually very quickly when we started B-Bell, I realized it had nothing to do with clothes. It actually was all about belonging and all of the women in the community weren't of a, a certain size, weren't from a certain background they just all wanted to feel comfortable in their skin and comfortable to do what they wanted to do. So I still champion B-Bell um, and we still do little events. Um, and that's what it's all about, is being comfortable and feeling part of a really strong community. So this concept of belonging, obviously, it's it's very close to my heart. I studied diversity, inclusion, uh, equity. And, and for me, that belonging piece is is the, the ultimate goal, regardless of your identity, regardless of what you look like, sound like, what your background is. When COVID hit, a lot of our comfort around where we belonged and who we belonged with fell apart. Absolutely. I mean, I fell apart. You know, I didn't know. I'm so used to being busy. I was like, what on earth am I going to do? So then straight away, the the women part of my brain, the maternal part, the nurturing part goes, well, we need to find a way to help everybody. So the, the easiest way for me to do that was through social media. And I just decided I'd go on and I would be the tea break for everybody every morning. So at 11 o'clock every day, I interviewed my network. And um, I did that for nearly six months, every day at 11 o'clock. Um, and we helped I have to other. ask you, Shan, were there weeks where you went, oh, this was not a good idea. I can't believe I have to do this every day because I have been victim to having really great ideas which have nearly ki- killed me along the way. 
you know, anybody that knows me will know if you, you can rely on me for one thing, if I say I'm going to do something, I'll do it. I, I'll do it if it kills me because consistency for me is key. And I work actually now with so many businesses and they'll do something for like a week and they go, oh, it's not really working, Sean. And I'm like, you have to give everything time. I knew I was doing a good thing. I was sleeping well at night. It was keeping me busy as well. I've got to be honest. It was keeping me busy as well. So it was good for my own sanity. Yes, 100%. I got to about four or five months. I completely burnt myself out. I was like, because I hadn't dealt with the process of what had happened in the world, really. I was too busy speaking to people. Um, and then I had to actually look at my own businesses and and work out if they were viable and what I could save and what I couldn't. So then I had to give myself some time, which I'm not great at. So I have to, you know, I have to, I've had to train myself to do that quite a bit. So what did you find out when you when you did your audit? Absolutely. I found out that 50 percent of my business was not going to reopen. And so we just had to shut it down. So my business became half the size, my bricks and mortar business, I always call it, Elite Pilates. Um, but you know what? It was kind of the best thing that ever happened. And when we reopened, we reopened differently. We opened, reopened half the amount of time that we used to, and people actually accommodated that. So now we work much less hours, much smarter, given the same amazing service, and it's much less stressful and we have less staff and oh, yeah, it's a different world. And, it's and that, a, a that reflection world. is so important, isn't it? Because, yeah. you know, myself and Shane, our producer was, we're talking about busy, the concept of busy earlier on. We're saying it's not a positive thing in itself, <laughs> right? And if it's stopping you from thinking about what you should be doing on your business rather than in your business, it can be self-defeating. But let's go back to what happened uh, when you took it upon yourself, this enormous task of broadcasting every day at 11 o'clock to support another business. Something kind of magic happened. Yeah, it was really magical. So as I would be interviewing people, I could see these women that didn't know each other all commenting in the comments, obviously. And then over time, they started commenting to each other and tagging each other. And then they started asking each other out for coffee. And then they started asking me out for coffee. And a community was formed underneath my nose without me doing anything. It was just so organic and so special that when eventually I did go for the coffee, they said, Sean, you need to do something with this. We need somewhere to live. But I could also see they needed to learn as well. And so the club became what it is, not what it is now, but it, it started. And initially it started really as me, as the mentor, I suppose, and coach. And I thought it was going to be like 12 of my mates meeting for coffee every month, but it wasn't. And then people joined from Dublin and Kildare and Ennis and... Last year, we decided this wasn't Sean Horn. Well, I decided, actually. I say we, it's always me. Um, it's not Sean Horn's club anymore. So we separated the businesses. Um, so the club now is its own entity, and it's run by a, a load of volunteers and a committee. I still lead it. I'll always be the founder, but I'm not the face of it anymore. Um, and it's it's perfect. And so this network is predominantly an online network? Yeah, so we'll always be online because I'm trying to enable these women to reach women from all over the country. And the majority of the women have small businesses. Some have just started out. Some just have an inkling that they want to start a business. And some have been in business 15 years. Um, but they need to reach more people. I didn't realise how Cork 
I was until COVID hit. Because you God. sound real cork. Oh, I'm so cork. <laughs> Cut me open, cut me open. Um, but I do, I'm passionate about Cork. But, um, but I didn't realise that I was working, with, everybody I worked with was from Cork. Like, And I was like, this is ridiculous. Now I work with people all over the world. It's fantastic. So I really wanted to open those gates and go, you know, we, we can speak to each other. And it was happening naturally anyway. You know, I didn't create this, but it's really important. And the biggest thing was a lot of people start their businesses they go on the six-week starting on business course or they, you know, they, they go to college and do like six months of reading a book. But then when you actually do it, you're kind of like, where do I go now? So what we do is we teach them what they need to know to stay in business. And then the, the other meetup we have, we meet twice a month. The other meetup, we actually look into two of the businesses and we all talk about them. It's not a pitch. So it's a skills sharing network, Absolutely. a co-learning network, a support network. And, and what I love about your approach to business is that it is not cookie cutter. It is your business at its best is what's right for you. Absolutely. What works for me doesn't work for somebody else, you know. So that's the nice thing is because, for instance, when we do this deep dive, we go off into breakout rooms, we come back and give advice like, I'm going to give advice, but I don't know everything. Sally doesn't know everything. Rachel doesn't know everything. But we might have all tried something different and something will work. Yeah, I always say the answer's in the room. You know, if I'm in a yeah. room full of business owners, somebody has the answer. And it can come from very unexpected quarters, you yeah. know. And but it is that multiple perspective piece, I think, Absolutely. isn't it? Absolutely. And sometimes it's actually two different answers coming together that makes the answer a for somebody. A cocktail of answers. <laughs> we'll have a cocktail. <laughs> it's too early, Shan. It's five o'clock somewhere. <laughs> it is somewhere. <laughs> so this is fantastic. And, uh, you know, I, I, as somebody who does mentor businesses and I know you're so passionate about it, I've seen the benefits. I've seen the benefits of, of one-to-one, of entrepreneurial ne- networks. And, I think a lot of a lot of the benefit is in the accountability piece because we could, we're very good at lying to ourselves about what we're going to do when we're going to do it by. But you know, when you make a promise to somebody in the club, I I can only imagine that you keep it. Oh yeah, I mean that's how I was bred, so one hundred percent. But that works both ways. Actually, I had a client this morning. I've been trying to get a hold of her for a week and I'm like, you know, we really need to speak. There's a piece that she needs to do. And she, and she said, she left me a message and said, listen, I'm really snowed under. Can you give me a week? I just need to get my head around X, Y, Z. And I said, do me a favour, jump on a 10-minute Zoom right now. Give me 10 minutes. Because actually she needed the help today so that she wasn't To unparalyze herself from the 100%. fear of it. Because she was actually just pushing it away, pushing it away. We got on a call for 10 minutes. We have a plan. I've taken 50% off that pressure off her. We're sorted. And she texted me there about 20 minutes before I met you and said, thank God, thank God you made me get on that Zoom. That's because amazing. That's all it is because we, we are scared to ask for help. Um, and it happens to all of us, but we're scared to ask for help. And it's, am- it's amazing what happens when you do. So I'm sure there are plenty of ears listening to this who are chomping at the bit to get involved. What's the best way to to join the club? Asking well, for a friend. Absolutely. Um, well, you can go to the website, www.theclubwomensnetwork.com. We're also on Instagram. 
Um, and I always say, go on, actually, go on to Instagram, watch the lives on a Friday, get a feeling for it. You'll see people being interviewed and, and getting that visibility and ask them about it. Um, I never want to pitch the club. I don't need to. I want people to go and ask members of the club. And actually, if I sum this up really quickly for you, what, what is the club about? Last November, we had our awards and each of the women that won an award won £500 cash. It was a non-negotiable for me because when you work for yourself, you deserve that cash. You could spend it on your business. Or you could take a break if you needed one. One of the women that won the award would not accept the 500. She gave it back to the club and paid for somebody else to become a member because it had brought her so much. And that really sums it up. It's passing it forward constantly. Um, so, yeah, it's quite magical. So check out Instagram 100% um, and, and the website. Fantastic. So now you find yourself in a position where you're working hand in glove with Champion Green, which is so exciting because you explained the arc of development. And in fact, if you're a business owner, it never stops. There's no finish line. You just have to find new ways to keep going. What's your vision for that piece of work? I think it's that nurturing piece really again. Um, like I've been, I've been watching Champion Green since the beginning and wanting to work with them for such a long time because I think what they do and what they can achieve moving forward as well is huge. It fills a void for me also because I work with women a lot and everybody needs help, all SMEs do. And so it would be lovely to go into that arena again of helping everyone. Um, and I think that support system, it's all back to support. When we're scared to ask for help, sometimes other people need to be there just to give it to us without even us knowing about it. So Champion Green to me and what they're achieving at the moment is just the beginning, I think. Shan Horan, thank you so much for joining us today. I, it was an absolute pleasure. <laughs> this podcast is brought to you by Champion Green, the promotional campaign in support of small business and the local economy. It's backed by Kilkenny Design and Visa in association with Aviva, Retail Excellence, Small Firms Association and Chambers of Commerce Ireland. Mm-hmm.